Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast we are going to preview Broncos Packers today as... Well, Aaron Rodgers, a big challenge for the Denver Broncos defense. Are they up to the task? What are the big keys when the Broncos have the football? What are the big keys when the Packers have the football? We are going to discuss that today on the show. I say we because Jake Peterson joins me. Jake Peterson, contributor to MileHighSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter, jakeyp 303 is He's always writing about the Broncos for MileHighSports.com and a lot of great stuff. So, be sure to go check him out on social media. Of course, our podcast is presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Here's the deal. You go on up to Tap 14, not only for NFL football on Sundays, but also for college as well, too, serving brunch. It's a great atmosphere. And the rooftop nowadays, of course, with our fall weather, is just tremendous. So go on over there to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And, of course, the rooftop, it is tremendous with great views of the Mile High City. Go to the website, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. All right, Jake, let's start with this Broncos team when they have the football. Joe Flacco and company, they have been efficient in the 20s. Not so much in the red zone. What is the key for the Denver Broncos in a win for them when they have the football? In a win for the Broncos, they're going to have to put the ball in the end zone when they're in the red zone because I think they're going to have to have those sustained drives, and that means that they're going to have to be able to score when they get inside the 20s. Mm-hmm. And that means you know Royce Freeman, using utilizing him and, and his powerful running style, uh, using the tight ends that Joe Flacco you know, loves so much, Noah Fant, Fumagalli, Hireman, I don't really care who it is. Find one of those guys in the end zone. Cortland Sutton is a huge mismatch with his size and physicality. So just being able to put the ball in the end zone and scoring touchdowns and not coming away with three points is going to be huge for the Broncos. Well, and look, if they are up to their old ways where they're not scoring in the red zone, what are we going to be tweeting about? What are we going to be talking about on Monday? Field goals don't beat Aaron Rodgers, right? Field goals don't beat anybody. That's true. They really don't beat anybody as the Broncos are 0-2. Look, this is it's kind of interesting. Joe Flacco has actually been quite efficient this year, not utilizing the tight ends. Are you right. surprised to see him be quite productive? Because look, let's be honest, outside of a catch or two, Noah Fant has really been a non factor. I really don't even remember the last time I heard Fumagalli or Jeff Hireman's name. Uh, are, are you surprised that he's being a little bit more efficient than usual, but not including the tight end? I'm shocked. I mean, that's that's one thing that that Joe Flacco has been known for throughout his career. And that was one reason why, you know, Noah Fant was so highly coveted by the Broncos Yes, was because, you know, Joe Flacco loves his tight ends. And so the fact that they're not being utilized, I don't know if it's a play calling thing. I don't know if it's, they're just not executing and Flacco can't utilize his tight ends. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm, I'm really, really surprised that we haven't seen Fant have a five catch game or Hireman or, like I said, whoever. I don't care who it is. Just the, somebody emerged somebody. from that crop so that we can finally say, okay, this is a tight end room that I think is competent in this league. Yeah, and it, and it puts a lot more pressure on Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton to sure. 
to perform. And they're just seeing so many targets. And as a defense, you can kind of just go, all right, well, the Broncos are going to target Cortland. They're going to target Emmanuel. And that's, you know, that's where we're going to put our focus. Now, should we be putting this on the tight ends, though? Um, because, look, Jeff Hireman, uh, somebody who has a multi-year pro but hasn't played a ton of games, obviously, because of the injury. Obviously, Noel Fan is a rookie. And quite frankly, Troy Fumagalli is basically a rookie as well, too. Uh, is this more on Rich Gingarello, though? Because this is also a team that, look, on offense, they have not looked... Uh, they're, they're obviously not firing on all cylinders, um, and they're not scoring a ton of points. And when it comes to the tight ends, I feel like the tight ends can only be as productive as their targets, you know? And and as they go, Noel Fan only has eight targets, while Jeff Hireman only has five, Troy Fumagalli one. Do they need to be targeting the tight ends more? Is this something that Rich Gangarello needs to be focused on? Maybe trying to implement them into the system as opposed to maybe the... Jet sweep with Noah Fant that lost five yards to begin the season? Yeah, I think it's, I, you know, we've questioned the play calling several times. Sure. You uh, and I together on the podcast. And so I, I think it comes down to not just the play calling, but again, the execution. And, and maybe it's, you know, maybe they are trying to get the tight ends involved. But when Joe Flacco looks out and the tight end is supposed to be the hot route and the tight end just can't create separation... It's it's tough to get. That's, that's more it's on tough the to justify. Too, yeah. yeah, it's tough to justify. So it, I think it's kind of a combination, and maybe okay. that's just being very politically correct of me. But you know, it's it's tough to tell at this point whether or not it's the play calling or if it's the tight ends not being able to execute. I think there's a lot of keys on this Broncos offense when they have the football, but the big one that stands out to me is controlling the clock. Because And it's very cliche because, look, we talked about this over and over and over again when Peyton Manning would play the Denver Broncos in the mid-2000s is slow the game down, right? Is make sure that you milk every possession and get everything out of that, including seven points. So mine goes hand-in-hand hand with your key is making sure that you control the clock so it's not Aaron Rodgers getting, okay, this this quick little scoring two-minute five-play uh, drive that, that goes for seven and then it's three and out, and then all of a sudden, here comes Aaron Rodgers again going right down the field. I could see that being a, a disaster situation for Denver, and I think it just starts with the running game. Look, this is a team that, between the 20s, is actually running very, very efficiently, and then they get into the red zone, and then they kind of change up this game. I, I've never understood. I, I say this on the podcast, I feel like, every single time. Why the offensive coordinators in the NFL, they, like, pucker up, and they get cutesy, and they try, like, these new things inside the red zone when Royce Freeman is running to the tune of 5.2 yards per carry right now this season, run the rock, run the football, and and in the red zone, use what got you there. And that's Royce Freeman in that rushing attack because those big uglies, they are winning up front at times, and yet they're not being utilized, which is a little bit uh, disappointing. But it obviously leans on the running game to have those, those back-breaking 10-12 play, six, seven-minute drives that end in six, those are the type of drives where, look, you put together two or three of those, that's probably a win in Green Bay. You know, the yeah. hope is that the defense can somewhat contain Aaron Rodgers, and you put up 21, 24 points as an offense on a, at, at on the road in Green Bay, I kind of expect a win. Yeah, that, that gives know? your defense a chance to make plays if you if you can have those sustained drives yeah, and, 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 it's and then be able to put up six at the end of them. And that's obviously limiting the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So that's going to be my big key of the game, of course, here on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's all presented by our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. Here's the deal. Use the promo code 
PFF25 at PFF.com to save 25% off your order. If you're a high-stakes player like me, here's the deal. Use the green line. I tell you what, they got a lot of great stuff going on with that green line. And that's not just for NFL, Jake. That's for college as well, too. That's for picking the, uh, well, the highest confidence it's shown to beat the spread, the money line over unders. Of course, they got a lot of great stuff going on with Jeff Ratcliffe and his expert rankings all season long over there at Pro Football Focus. Don't, here's the thing, don't waste another season. If you're 0-2 in fantasy, it's okay. You could still salvage the season with help from our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. Don't waste another season just guessing or figuring out, well, should I pick up this guy or that guy? You know, if you're 50-50 on somebody, use our friends over there at Pro Football Focus and their professional analytics to help you win your league, optimize every pickup, trade offer as well, too, and DFS lineup. PFF25 to save 25% off your order. At Pro Football Focus, that's PFF.com. Jake, the one key for you when the Packers have the ball, when Aaron Rodgers and that deadly offense is on offense, what's the one key for this Broncos defense to come away with a win? It's going to sound a little odd, but it's to keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. And it, it sounds odd because keeping a, a really, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback in the pocket, it, it almost doesn't make sense. But sure. he is most dangerous when he is able to scramble outside and, and use his playmaking ability. And he is just on another level with his receivers, and they know that as soon as he gets out of the pocket, it's time to improvise, and it's yeah. just time to get open. Yeah, it's like, it's like playing in the backyard. Just, yeah. it's, it's just get open. And with his, with his arm, it doesn't matter how far downfield you are. You can 50, 40, whatever. It doesn't matter. He'll get you the ball. He's got a cannon. So if you keep him contained, though, if you keep him inside the pocket, it... It, it takes away some of that playmaking ability, I think. And so being able to contain him, keep a spy on him, is going to be really, really important in this game. You know, it's really funny that uh, you bring up that key because I, I actually think that's a pretty darn good key because mine kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with yours. My big key is the Broncos linebacker play because if they are playing soft defenses against this Green Bay team and they have to, once again, that that rally to the football mentality – their their linebackers are going to be so critical to this because a they need to have the speed uh, that they didn't demonstrate against Oakland to get there. Obviously, Todd Davis looks like he's going to be back. Josie Jewell going to play an important part in this game. I imagine Corey Nelson also as well too. Look, Corey Nelson another week uh, in the books for him to try to to relearn every little nuance. Look, this guy came in. This guy joined the team what three weeks ago. Yeah. This, this guy, he's just figuring out where the bathroom is at Dove Valley, all right? So this is a guy who uh, is is going to play a crucial part for this team, but to go along with Todd Davis and Josie Jewell, making sure that, A, Aaron Rodgers is never just standing still, analyzing the field. I'm not as worried as much when he scrambles out of the pocket, so long as he has to make a Herculean Aaron Rodgers Sports Center top 10 play to make the play happen, right? I think those are the kind of plays you just have to deal with. That's that is Hall of Fame Aaron Rodgers doing what Hall of Fame Aaron Rodgers does best is the improvision off the back foot 60-yard bomb with the flick of a wrist. Like you just there's no defense for that. I, I really don't know if there is. But if you are making sure it's that and not the scramble out of the pocket into what I call a second pocket. Uh, you know, guys guys who do this a lot are your Russell Wilsons. And actually, surprisingly enough, Tom Brady 
does this very, very well where he sidesteps out of the pocket and then he kind of ha- he bides this time and he has this kind of secondary bubble that he gets and it buys him two, three seconds. And now all of a sudden you have accumulative time of five, six seconds for a quarterback to throw a football. There's no, there's no corners who can c- c- cover that consistently over four quarters. It's just not going to happen. So as long as you are rallying to the football and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have this secondary pocket to just sit there and be like, okay, Adams, okay, Adams, not he's not open, okay? Uh, let's take a peek at uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Mm, he's not open, okay? Uh, let's take it to Dronwell Allison. Okay, he's not open. Oh, oh Demonte Adams is open again. If he's going to get that much time, he's going to shred you. Yeah. And, and this is going to be that 31 for 40, 330 yards, three touchdown game, and Denver loses by 30. You just can't give him time. He needs to always be moving, if you will. Um, some of that playmaking ability, it's it's kind of like a uh, picking the lesser of the poisons, if you will, because, look, there's probably going to be a couple plays where you keep him moving and he throws it off the back foot and it's a 40-yard completion. You're thinking to yourself, oh, boy, how do you beat that? I mean, you really do. And, and the thing is, I don't think you do. That's why he's Aaron Rodgers. And so uh, certainly going to be one of those interesting things that we're going to have to watch for at least on the Broncos Blitz podcast and at milehighsports.com where we got great coverage on the Broncos. Now, of course, uh, Jake, you have a prediction for the game. I have a prediction for the game. We're going to tell you those predictions next. So, again, big thank you to our friends over there at Tap14. That's Tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, Tap14.com, as well as our friends over there at Pro Football Focus for all the help on the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast at milehighsports.com if you want to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out on the mobile app as well, too. That's free for Apple and Android. Jake, how do you see this game panning out? Look, early game, it's at Lambeau. It's not in the winter, which is great. So should be sunny skies, at least we think. How do you see this playing out? Uh, Unfortunately, not very well for the Broncos. I've got 26-10 Packers. The Packers defense has looked actually really, really solid this year. And I know that they've played the Bears and that doesn't that's almost like a gimme at sure. this point but they've still looked really good and giving Aaron Rodgers a good defense is that's almost like a cheat code at that point cuz now you give him just free reign to you know go out and be Aaron Rodgers well look we heard him on that Thursday night football post game interview and what it, what was his words he's like we got ourselves a defense and you just that Aaron Rodgers like confidence like yeah you better watch out, NFL, because we're coming to kick your ass because we got a great defense, and you already know we're bringing the offense. Yeah, so that alone concerns me. Then you also throw in the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, and he's pretty good. Last he's, time I checked. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. And so those two things combined just kind of make it for... I haven't seen enough out of the Broncos to have confidence that they're going to be able to score once mm-hmm. they get past the 50, and I haven't seen enough out of this defense... And the defense has played relatively well. You know, uh, it just hasn't been well enough for me to have confidence to say that they're going to be able to stop Aaron Rodgers. So I have 26-10 in kind of a, you know, Packers go up 14 nothing early and then just kind of coast. Coast towards the win. Coast towards the win. Uh, I, I'm going to cheat. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. But I, I have two feelings. Yeah, I know. I have two feelings about their part of this game. Either... And and I think this is such a huge game for Denver because I think this is a season-defining game. It I is. I really believe it is a season-defining game. And, and I say it like this. 
if you were to somehow beat the Packers on the road after coming off losses like that, all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, okay, it validates the fact that we did not play our best football against the Raiders. We did not play our best football against the Bears. Quite frankly, we should have beat the Bears, uh, yep. but but you didn't. Officiating didn't help. Uh, we we heard the news yesterday that, that John Elway actually admitted that the NFL called him and said, oh, hey, uh, John, uh, sorry, we actually got that wrong. But that's in the past. But if you were to beat the Packers, it validates that those two games, you didn't play your best football. And now all of a sudden, you come back home. I get it, Gardner Minshew is kind of you know the, the hot thing in the NFL right now. I think it has a little bit more to do with the aura around him. It's the mustache. It's the walking around the locker room and the jockstrap nonsense. Are you really scared about this Jaguars offense? No. You know, at home. Now all of a sudden you got a really good shot at becoming two and two, and it kind of resets the season for them. A loss also means that it validates you just aren't a very good team. 0 and three, um, with a Jaguars team coming in that look, even with the Jaguars win, you're talking about the Chargers, Titans, Chiefs, Colts, Browns, your next five. That's look, it's not the gauntlet, if you will. But you're also talking about two teams in your division that are far better than you. You're also talking about a Jaguars team that's kind of upstart right now. And, um, you know, wh- what, do we, what do we know about the Colts or the Titans? The inconsistent offense with, you know, a kind of a, an okay defense, right? That's, that's kind of what they are. Isn't that what we're describing the Broncos right now? Yeah. I mean, so so this this truly is, I think, one of those swaying teams that or swaying games that, we're going to see what the Broncos really are for the rest of the season through through the lens of this game. And uh, a loss would just be totally, obviously devastating because this is then a team that, look, at 0-3, we're probably saying, hey, they're playing for draft picks. Who's staying next year? We're starting to evaluate Joe Flacco's future. We're starting to evaluate Vic Fangio. And honestly, we're starting to evaluate John Railway then. And and the job that he's done and and th- this season really starts to take a turn for the worse. So I think it's a huge, huge game for the Denver Broncos. It it feels to me, I'm gonna totally ride the fence here. It feels to me it is going to be a close Broncos win or an absolute blowout. One of the two. And when I say blowout, I mean a loss in a blowout. One of those where Aaron Rodgers gets up 14-0, 21-3 really, really quick. Yeah. And the Broncos got punched in the face and kind of like in the Oakland game, they were like, Oh my God, what, what just happened? Like it's we're three rounds in and the scorecards are all reading green Bay. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, well we can regroup, but now it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's one thing to, to, to come back against a Derek Carr, uh, a Mitchell Trubisky with all due respect to those two. I don't see anything special there. There's a lot of special in Aaron Rodgers, And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the type of quarterback that's going to allow that lead to dissipate. And if that's the situation that Denver's dealing with, I think they're in big, big trouble. Yeah. This this has all the makings of a of a you know, Aaron Rodgers is out of the game halfway through the third quarter because he just doesn't need to be there. Jeez, oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that'll be a tough one to watch. What what if but, let's just say an example, um, what is the one thing this team needs to do absolutely? Um to ensure they stay in the game, because my big one is very, very simple. And look, it's probably the the most discussed issue that the Broncos are facing this year, and that's the pass rush. Two quarterbacks hits through two games. I think it's just absolutely baffling. I think it's inexcusable, to be truly honest. 
Uh, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. That is my big thing is they've got to get to the quarterback. They've got to get to Aaron Rodgers. Um, what do they absolutely need to? And don't give me the score points thing. Score no. more points. Yeah. What's the one thing they need to do to 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 remain competitive in this game? In the same line as you, they have to create a turnover. They have mm, to. They have one. to be able to yeah. not just stop the Packers, but to be able to create a, a fumble, a sure. sack fumble, a, a, an interception at a key time. They have to be able to take over the ball at some point, because. And that starts with a with a good pass rush and forcing Aaron Rodgers into making a bad decision, which doesn't happen often. But but with enough pressure, anybody makes a mistake. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and so and look, this is a Denver team that you know. And I'm glad you brought up turnovers. They're the only team in the NFL right now with no sacks and don't turnovers. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's baffling. It's baffling considering Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr. We know how good Justin Simmons is. Even some of the guys on the line, Adam Gotzis, Shelby Harris, and. Derek Wolf, they're no pushovers. No, not at all. This is a talented defense on paper, and yet they're not putting up numbers. And maybe even more so scarier, they're not putting up numbers against Derek Carr, and they're not putting up numbers against Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Those two are like, mm, okay. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of like what Derek Carr has to bring to the table. I don't like Mitchell Trubisky at all, and yet you still couldn't get to him. Right. And now you got to play Aaron Rodgers. It's like, mm, this is a recipe for disaster plus it's on the road and we will of course will be following it you can follow us on twitter Uh, jake peterson where can they follow you on twitter i'm at jakey p 303 of course you can find him contributing to milehighsports.com with all kinds of written articles and uh uh, discussions that are up on the website you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio that's at r-o-n-n-i-e the letter k radio on twitter where of course i'll be back uh well i'll be on a sunday for another edition of the broncos blitz podcast which is a daily podcast at Mile High Sports, and then, of course, always with the Broncos Blitz podcast. We'll break it down on Monday as well, too. What the Broncos did right, what they did wrong, and are we talking about a done season after three weeks Monday morning? That could be absolutely brutal. Uh, Broncos got a big hole to dig out of. We will see how they do it, and, of course, we'll have that coverage at milehighsports.com. I want to say thanks to our friends once more. Uh, before we get out of here, our friends at Tap14 as well as Pro Football Focus. If you want to find us on social media, you can do so at Mile High Sports as we got a lot of great stuff going on there. And, of course, with all our coverage of local Denver sports, you can find that at milehighsports.com or the radio show, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And, of course, that is streaming at milehighsports.com as well, too, locally on the radio at FM 104.7. AM 1340. Jake, thanks for joining me on the podcast. We are all done. You can find more info on the Broncos and all of our coverage at milehighsports.com at milehighsports.com and the Mile High Sports mobile app that is free for Apple and Android. So for player profiles, discussions, interviews, uh, all the hot takes, that's over there at milehighsports.com. It's milehighsports.com. See you, all To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.